WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210. The phone number, Twitter and Instagram the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Anthony Dorenzo in for Greg Stocker this morning. Phil Omquist is our associate producer handling all the video. And the star of the show, Don Stenzlin, fresh Stop. off of hosting the Mummers. <laughs> Flawlessly, I may add, yesterday. Oh, thank you. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. You've got to be exhausted. Yeah. No, it was, you know what? We got there... Just before 6 in the morning, I think we left around 6 p.m. And oh, it wow. felt like a, it felt like... In and out? In and out. It, really? It, it flies. Because wow. there's so much going on. There's so much to see. Mm-hmm. So it was exhilarating. Honestly, God, it was exhilarating. Okay. You guys looked great. It was wonderful. Thank Sounded you. great. I know there was, I guess, drama. A little drama. I'm not... I mean, I think for a major city... To have a major parade with, you know, they say 15,000 people mm-hmm. plus yeah. Yeah. in a major city in anywhere in America or the world to have, I mean, what really happened as far as, you know, it was a good look for Philadelphia. We were on full display. I think our city looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. The parade looked beautiful. Yep. Right? Overall? Yep. Yeah, I thought good. it was Tremendous for Philadelphia. I thought it was a, a pretty much t- close to a flawless day uh, across the board yesterday. So mm-hmm. it was good to watch you and Larabar up there doing your thing. And <laughs> you know, you so you're saying it goes by quick, and I'm thinking you guys have almost what uh, eight hours of live camera time to fill, right? I mean, it's with technically nine to five is the broadcast. Yeah, and so, but it, there's so much going on. Yeah, and it's constant. And then we're right by City Hall, right. so that everybody's coming up. You know, right behind us, mm-hmm. and there's just so much activity. Pretty yeah. wild. You know? Dorenzo's in for Stalker <laughs> this morning because Stalker's got the flu. Yeah, he's like Vin- Vincent Gambini and uh, my cousin Vinny. I got the whole store's got the flu. Yeah, I got some practice last week, though. So You did? Yeah, practice. I'm back. So Stalker will be back with us in March. <laughs> I know. It's poor Craig. Poor guy. All right, we got a lot of good things to get to this morning. A big take to kind of set up what is on tap for the year as we are now officially in an election year. Also, we got to get to a lot of stuff that transpired, some of the big stuff over the last 10 days that we were out from Colorado to Maine to Michigan to California. Uh, that is in regards to Donald Trump and the ballot. And then also, Nikki Haley had a rough holiday stretch. We will delve into what she said and what she did not say as we continue this morning. Uh, Also, Donald Trump with an exclusive with Breitbart, and uh, he's got some thoughts as to who it will not be on the Democratic side of things in 2024. So looking forward to all of that. We've got a loaded cut sheet. 
Harry Mays will join us at 9.30 to recap uh, that god-awful Eagles performance over the weekend. Uh, My goodness. All right, but let's get to the news. We have a lot of it. Round number one, the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning on this Tuesday morning, January 2nd. And here we are in a brand new year. Happy New Year 2024. We're sponsored by COSA. So in the news today, a big day, an historic day for Philadelphia for a new mayor and a new look as Inauguration Day takes effect. Sherelle Parker becomes Philadelphia's 100th mayor. However, there are reports that Sherelle Parker was actually sworn in as mayor of Philadelphia yesterday, a day before her formal inauguration. So the swearing in reportedly happened just after midnight New Year's Day. So the term of Jim Kenney as mayor ended officially Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Parker's inauguration obviously is not being officially held, publicly held, until today, Tuesday, January Hmm. 2nd, in part because of the Mummer's Day Parade Uh, at City Hall. So a lot of times the tradition is that they'll push that off. But apparently, reportedly, um, now, Joe Grace, Parker's communications director, says that the, the swearing in was a normal legal procedure, so there's no gap in office. So it's kind of, this is how I view this. Let's say, you know, when you're getting married in church, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But you have to go to City Hall to get a marriage license. Right. You might get the marriage license a couple of days or a week ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. So officially you were married, you know, officially with your licensing in the law on one day, but you, you consider your wedding day to be the one, you know, in Correct. church, in synagogue, mm-hmm. in synagogue, et cetera. Yes. And unfortunately, these uh, marriage licenses do not expire. Like a, like a, driver, like a driver's <laughs> <Stop>. license. <laughs> See, you're saying uh, government should get out of marriage. Uh, I agree. Stay out of it. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of hoopla around this. All the stations are going to be covering this. Uh, she's Philadelphia's 100th mayor, as I said, but making history because she becomes the first woman to ever hold the position of mayor. So certainly a familiar face here in, in Philadelphia. She's been around in uh, city council and city politics for a very long time. But her inauguration set to take place during a session of city council held at the Met, North Broad Street, and that session starts 10 a.m. this morning. She's 51 years old, former councilwoman, recently named several key members of her new administration, and she vows to make Philadelphia the safest, the cleanest, the greenest big city in our nation and providing access to economic opportunities for all jobs. Okay. I'll believe I, I would like to see her come through on the safest part. Um, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We know it's what, seven to one in this city, registered Dems versus Republicans. It's been uh, 242,000 years since a Republican controlled Philadelphia. But if she can make it safer, uh, it's at least, that's a sm- it's a small step in the right direction. I'll take it. Yes. And Mayor Jim Kenney had given his final thanks to Philadelphians on his last day. I don't know. If... I think he's coming. He's going to join Dom right out of the gate today at 12, 12 o'clock. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> so he said it was a privilege of a lifetime thanking all Philadelphians yeah. on his last day as mayor, saying it was an honor and a privilege of a lifetime to serve as the mayor of the great city of Philadelphia. Thank you, he said, for the opportunity and for all you do for Philadelphia's members of our community. <laughs> There's so much I could say, but I'll just I'll let you keep yeah, going. <laughs> I, know, I know. The uh in the in one of the one of the edgy, you know, performances by the Mummers, they actually 
showed a, a scene of a toilet flushing. They called it the Philly Flush, P-H-L-U-S-H, yep. and showed a big, you know, kind of like the emoji that's the poopy emoji uh-huh. being flushed. It's a nice PG way to describe it. And I was trying to be diplomatic because we're on television to a broader audience. So I said, well, you know, in Philadelphia we're sarcastic and they're supposed to be sarcastic and Jim Kenny's, you know, he's from here. He knows oh, yeah, he's yeah. from South Philadelphia. <clears throat> but yeah, it was pretty like, ouch. Yeah. I'm from South Philadelphia as well. <laughs> so a lot of fun to be had. I know we'll talk about the Mummers, Jim Kenny, all of that. But he was signing off and he said, good night and happy new year. Good night, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot with Fetterman over the holiday season, isn't there? I saw that. Um, I'll take you, you know, one of, there's there's so much that happened while we were gone, but there was a, a deadly fiery crash happening outside an entertainment venue. This happened in New York State, early New Year's Day, being investigated now as possible terrorism. So law enforcement saying that two people were killed, five others injured, after that Ford expedition struck a Mitsubishi outlander and was exiting a parking lot near the Kodak Center in Rochester. That's according to police there. So they're saying that they're looking at this as a possible act of terrorism. So we'll, we'll continue to follow that one. That one's very concerning, obviously. A New Jersey couple is making national news right now um, because, because their twins were born over New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, which means different day, different year. Oh, no. One before twins. midnight and one after. Yes. Wow. So I thought you as a dad of twin yeah. daughters, right? Yes. Even Billy Humphrey of Merchantville, New Jersey, caught off guard when, okay, they were expecting twin boys and they were excited to have twins. They were knew they were due, they were due actually at the end of January, but Evie, Evie's water broke on New Year's Eve. Right on Billy's birthday, oh, by boy. the way. Yeah. So in any event, their children, their little boys, one born New Year's Eve at 11.48 p.m., six pounds, and then the other little boy born on New Year's Day. How about that? So okay. kind of cool. Yeah. I think my daughters were technically nine minutes apart, and they were close to the midnight deadline. It was like 11.42 and 11.51. Wow. Yeah. So that could have been you, too. Like, yes, Absolutely. So it's a lot of, you know, people are having fun with that one as far as twins on a different day. It's a, it's a great story. But the good news here, the babies, mommy, daddy, they're all doing great. So happy new year to them. And, well, they'll they'll get some sleep in maybe, I don't know, three years. Uh, yeah, or 18 years. <laughs> I will say, and our poor Craig Stalker, and we hope he's well soon, he's the flu. Yeah. But there are all these alerts that are out now with health administration saying, watch out, post-holiday season this year is a pretty bad one for the flu and these upper respiratory illnesses. I, I've actually got like this post-nasal oh, no. thing going on where I feel like I've got a faucet running down the back of my throat. I don't know, if I, I, don't know if I sound uh, nasally no, or, or, or raspy, but I could feel it. You I could feel good. it this morning when I woke up. I was like, ugh. Oh, my goodness. Go for a cup of tea right now or something. <laughs> we'll have to bring you some tea, definitely. Yeah. All right. If you have questions about aging, the Delaware County Office of Services for the Aging or COSA can point you in the right direction to see how COSA can help you or a loved one visit delcosa.org, COSA, supported by Delaware County Council. And the forecast right now, AccuWeather forecast, looking much like we saw yesterday, 46 degrees, partly sunny, partly cloudy skies. So a little bit of a, a boring same forecast, typical January forecast. Right now we're at 33 degrees, so we do warm up to 46 degrees 
That's your forecast. And this is Kale & Company News Live, first newscast of the new year. Nick. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. <laughs> 614, Tuesday morning, January 2nd, the first big take of 2024. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, the big take this morning, 2024, an election year and a year of reckoning. Please remain seated with seatbelts buckled. We have turbulence right ahead, 2024, shaping up to be a wild election year. So what's real? What's misinformation? What's disinformation? What's fear-mongering? Every which way you turn, people are preparing for doom and gloom and how 2024 could very well shape the future of America and perhaps the globe. A presidential election of a lifetime with an unprecedented backdrop, fears of World War III, a market crash that could equal the Great Depression, a stampede at the southern border. It's all valid. It's all on full display. And have you ever heard of a black swan event? It's described as, quote, an unpredictable event that is beyond what is normally expected of a situation and has potentially severe consequences. A black swan event is exactly what CBS's Catherine Herridge is predicting. Listen to what she said on Face the Nation on Sunday. Listen and watch. Oh, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, There are a number of uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level, that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. So what is she predicting here? Did she say the quiet part out loud? Does it refer to Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Is it a civil war here in the United States of America? Is it a terror attack from Hamas? An attack from Russia, China, Iran, North Korea seems a bit cryptic, but that was Catherine Herridge of CBS. And it all starts right now as we officially launch into 2024 and the race is on for the 2024 presidential election. Over the last 11 days, we've seen Donald Trump come under attack from state after state in a third world banana republic attempt to remove him from multiple state ballots. First, we had Colorado which we discussed here on Thursday, December 21st, before we broke for the holiday. And then Colorado decided to change course and put Trump back on the ballot after an appeal. Michigan tried to do the same thing, but it was rejected. Gavin Newsom stood up for Donald Trump in a way, saying, we don't do things like this in California. We beat candidates at the ballot. And now Maine has joined the party as they have gone after Trump to remove him as well. All under the guise of, Trump is a threat to democracy. Seems to me that trying to remove your chief political rival who is crushing you in the polls right now is the true threat to democracy. Hung Cal is a retired Navy captain who is running for Senate as a Republican in Virginia. I want to play you this video as he gives, I believe, one of the most simplistic messages possible when it comes down to Trump against Biden. And these are the types of messages that the GOP should be running. Listen and watch this. I'm Hong Kao, retired Navy captain and candidate for U.S. Senate. This presidential election will see the last two presidents running against each other. The choice is clearer than ever. So let's do what any logical person would do. Evaluate the record of each man when he was in office. 
that's basic common sense. In 2016, when I reported to the Pentagon, I was counting every bomb, every missile, and every torpedo for an imminent war with North Korea. Then Donald Trump was elected, and he pulled us back from the brink. We had peace. Under his watch, Afghanistan was stable. I know because I returned from my final deployment in Afghanistan on January 5th, 2021. But then Joe Biden entered the White House, and months later we had a disastrous withdrawal. 11 Marines, one sailor and one soldier were murdered. Americans were left behind. Allies were abandoned. Today, we have wars in Europe and the Middle East. China is ready to invade Taiwan. With Joe Biden in the White House, the world is burning. Under President Trump, it was our economy that was on fire. Life was more affordable. You could buy a house. Groceries were cheaper. We were energy independent and our border was secure. Under Joe Biden, 8 million illegal immigrants have poured into our country. That's the population of the Commonwealth of Virginia. So I ask you this, in 20 years, when you're explaining to your grandkids what happened, will you tell them you voted to make America safer and stronger? Or will you tell them you voted for Joe Biden even though he wrecked our country because you were offended by a mean tweet? Will they even know what a tweet was? For my grandkids and yours, I'm voting for Donald Trump. I'm voting for America. It's basic common sense. I'm Hung Kao, and I approve this message. There you have it, basic common sense. You stack up the two candidates, you look at the basic issues that matter and the metrics of both guys. Sheer logic says that Donald Trump is the far better option. And we're coming up on two years of the Russia-Ukraine war with no end goal in sight. Just more money going to Zelensky. We had more pro-Palestinian protests over the holidays in big cities that, quite frankly, looked like mini-riots. And just recently, Chairman Xi of China told Joe Biden that he plans to take Taiwan by any means necessary. And then here in America, what about our economy? Economist Harry Dent told Fox News over the holidays, quote, I think 2024 is going to be the single biggest crash year we'll see in our lifetimes, end quote. Dent went on to say, quote, since 2009, this has been 100% artificial, unprecedented money printing and deficits, $27 trillion over 15 years, to be exact. This is off the charts, 100% artificial, which means we are in a dangerous state. A dangerous state indeed, an economy that could tank at any moment, an election fueled by scandals, court cases, and politicized prosecutions, conflict and war between two nations, and multiple nations at that matter, and a southern border that just saw over 300,000 illegal migrants cross over in the month of December alone. And the latest headline being, quote, the Justice Department threatens to sue Texas if it enforces a law making illegal border entry a state crime. I want you to think about that headline for a moment. Our own federal government wants to sue a state for having the audacity to enforce the law that makes illegal entry a crime. You can't make this stuff up. And then lastly, General Mike Flynn, who served under Trump as U.S. National Security Advisor, tweeted the following over the holidays. In 2024, we will likely see the climax to a number of current dangerous ideas, events, and forces, which finally will either overwhelm us or be addressed and remedied. Incredibly, 
No one in the current administration has even tried to explain to Americans why millions of illegal aliens are exempt from vaccine mandates, background checks, and adherence to the law that is demanded of U.S. citizens and legal immigrants. Our institutions, especially academia, are bankrupt and corrupt. Our justice system no longer holds the trust of the American people. Our military is the smallest and weakest it's been in decades. Our election system and processes are broken and corrupted by so many self-serving politicians on both sides. We the people need to awaken from our complacency and stand up and speak out by getting involved in our communities like never before. Seems like a fair statement to make and one that is quite accurate. But 2024 is upon us. I suggest you buckle up and get ready for a wild ride. It's not going to slow down anytime soon. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in your thoughts and reactions, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210 is the phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, be a part of the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the show today. We'll come back and get Dawn and Anthony's reaction to uh, all of what has been laid out in the Big Take for 2024. And then we'll try to make sense of everything that transpired over the holidays with Trump and the ballots and also a rough final days of December for Nikki Haley as uh, she hasn't done quite well lately. We'll get into those stories as we continue off and running live for the first time in 2024. It's Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. 629, welcome back in. It's Kale & Company as we continue live here on this Tuesday morning. Nikhail Don Stensland, Anthony Dorenzo is in for Greg Stocker, who's out this morning. He's got the flu. He could be back at any point this week. Could be working remotely. Could be back in the studio. We get the text yesterday on New Year's Day. Stocker's like, I've got the flu, fun times. I bring it. I bring it, yes. He could be out for the next four or five days because that's how long he'll be contagious for, according to Greg Stocker in his little medical breakdown he gave us yesterday. Good to have everybody in uh, as we continue this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number. You know, as we roll the calendar over, here we are. It's January 2nd, 2024. And I was I was actually pretty good for the for the most part over the holidays. I think I think the boss would be proud. There was about a four day stretch where I I stayed off of Twitter, and then I got back in. I just I had to keep uh, you know, poking my nose in there and see what was going on because there was so much stuff that was breaking and developing with you know Donald Trump over the last ten or eleven days, and then Nikki Haley had her mistake with uh, the Civil War and slavery. We'll get to that uh, coming up in a, in a few minutes. But um, as I was trying to, I wanted to kind of formulate a big take that would kind of set up the election year. And I found all sorts of different little tidbits that you heard there. Um, You know, one guy who's running for Senate in Virginia as a Republican. And we laid you that little message, his little campaign message out in the big take. Uh, And then also um, you heard from uh, Harry Dent, who's a, a an economist. And he was on Fox News predicting doom and gloom for the market in 2024. I know, Dawn, you always do a great job of keeping us updated with what the Fed's looking at and what they're trying to do and whether they're going to raise interest rates. So I threw up a poll question on Twitter, and I'm just curious from the audience as well as everybody on the show, 
Is there one issue that you're paying attention to the most or that matters the most to you as we enter this election year? I threw up the the options on the poll question um, at 1210 WPHT. The economy, crime and or the border, World War III, or election integrity. And right now, actually, surprisingly, crime and the border leads the way ahead of the economy, ahead of election integrity, ahead of World War III. I got to tell you, for me personally, and I know maybe everybody's answer will be different, for me, it's the economy. I mean, at the end of the day, because that's the thing that I think hits each each and every one of us directly in the face on a daily basis. On YouTube, uh, electric and election integrity is number one at 38%, crime on the border at 31%, and economy at 23%, World War III is at 8%. Okay. So the rich people reside on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I guess the rest so. Of us, I guess so. Yeah. The rest of us schlubs just uh, you know, stick it, stick to the radio and listen on 1210 WPHT or on the Odyssey app. For me, it's, 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 the, it's the economy because I, I did some of the math over the last day or two, Dawn, and I'm like looking at all the, uh, the costs of what Sa- – because Santa Claus left the receipt, right? Yeah, Santa said, hey, by the way, in another uh, couple of weeks, that, that bill's going to come due at the end of January – uh, because Santa doesn't work for free. Oh, uh, we have Dawn. Uh, Dawn's mic's off, Anthony. We got Dawn there? Am I there now? There she yeah, is. There she yeah, is. my mic off. Lorenzo would have heard you if he actually wore his headphones while he was producing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Put your headphones on. Uh, no, I think it's the old you know, James Carville statement. It's, it's about the, it's the economy, stupid. But I do think that you, know, you, you brought up a good point in your big take, and that is you know, the soundbite where we think about millions and I think 8 million illegal folks coming into this country is probably a modest number Mm -hmm. and and the size of an entire state within our great United States of America who Mm -hmm. who pays for that right and there's it's some of it's humanitarian relief because you have folks coming over with health issues and by the way nobody's checking their vaccination card I know and so what you know seriously what illnesses do they carry what diseases do they they're coming from all over the world that's what flynn said in that tweet that i read right yeah, talking about all those those issues so you think about that how does that Im- impact an already struggling economy post pandemic and the fed has has said that they they thought that things were you know as far as cooling off with the hot inflation mm-hmm. they created the mess this administration right. it's it's man- talk to any expert on the economy right Inflation is man-made, so-called administration-made. Yep. And so I think they've made the mistakes. They've made the bed. We have to sleep in it. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way it works. And, you know, I, I don't watch the Sunday shows. I, I let that the stalker. Stalker will always have the cuts from the, for the cut sheet coming off of a weekend. But I did see the video clip of Catherine Herridge, and I know she was she used to be at Fox, correct? And then CBS plucked her away? Yes. She's highly respected. She has great sources. Right. This was one of those roundtables where they say, what's your prediction for the yeah. new year? Kind of like, you know, on the five, Fox does that. But a lot of the Sunday shows, especially, obviously, when you're talking about New Year's. Yeah. And so that's that's the context of that, you know, comment that she's making. Do you think she was just spitballing or do you think no. she, I mean, you say she's got sources. Like, I mean, that was pretty, like, I never even heard, to be honest, I'm being dead honest. I never heard of what a, a black swan event. I had to Google it, to be honest. <laughs> duck, duck, go. Duck, duck, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that, she, first of all, I don't think she spitballs. She's respect. She's somebody who is is widely respected, has good sources. 
to me, what she was speaking about or thinking about, even though she didn't, she did not elaborate, was remember even before Israel, the attack on Israel happened, and remember when there was that turnabout Mm -hmm. with um, the Biden administration when, I mean, they came out and, and it shocked everybody and said, we've got a real problem at the border and, and a terrorist attack or some kind of attack is imminent. That's what I believe she, because remember her sources were Pentagon sources mainly and military sources. So that's where I'm thinking she's going. But, you know, when you talk about a black swan event, isn't that the pandemic? I, 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 <laughs> Haven't I, we already been through that? I would think, I would like to think we could actually get through this year with, you know, nothing of, you know, epic proportions happening um, and that's why I asked in the big take, you know, it, why that was so cryptic, what exactly she was referring to and what it could be. Uh, the Road Warrior, our buddy, checks in on Twitter and he says Harridge is floating that swan based on something she was told. Uh, Road Warrior says there's going to be an assassination attempt. It'll be blamed on Russia, which conveniently plays into all of their narratives. The deep state is stuck between the tip of a sword and a wall. Um, I don't think there will be an assassination attempt uh, because one, it would be way too obvious because we know how 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 hell bent they are on getting Trump out of the political arena. So I don't think they would ever try to do that because no one would believe that it was just some random nut job. But to me, I, and I don't think it would be the pandemic. I, I, I'm hoping it's not something World War Three esque because I just said in the big take too, and I think this got lost in translation over the holidays. Xi told Biden. That he's taking Taiwan back by any means necessary. And remember, Joe and Kamala both had said, don't, don't do it. Don't. Like that stern warning, Xi, don't. And we're just going to say one word and that's all we need to say on it. But, you know, we've got Israel and Hamas going at it. We've got Russia, Ukraine. We're going to be coming up on two years in what, another seven weeks? That started, what, late February of 2022? So we're coming up on on the two-year anniversary of that, and it's just like every which way you turn, you could sit there and make a strong case for the economy collapsing, World War Three, uh, and every other thing on down the list that we talked about. Three hundred and two thousand people just crossed the border again for December, another record. I mean, they're coming. I mean, it's literally a foreign invasion stampede right now at our southern border, and this administration just seems completely content to allow it all to unfold before our very eyes. 855-839-1210. All right, we have to get to Trump. This was a very, very, and we'll try to do it chronologically because I think it was, Don, you and Greg were off after the Tuesday. I think it was the 19th or yes. the 20th. Yeah, it was, it was the 19th, I think. Yeah. Okay. And I, it, was, it was Mary and myself Wednesday and Thursday before we broke. And the news came down that Wednesday night that Trump had been taken off of the Colorado ballot. So we'll go through this kind of in uh, sequential order, so to speak. Uh, But I thought the overall statement from one former senior advisor to Barack Obama, David Axelrod, we've played you his clips uh, on the cut sheet before. And keep in mind, this this is a former advisor to a Democrat. Axelrod warns fellow Democrats that keeping Trump off the ballot will rip the country Apart. The statement by David Axelrod, former senior advisor to Barack Obama, highlights a major issue for the Biden campaign. If Trump is kept off the ballot, it could potentially, quote, rip the country apart. 
as it may be perceived as an attack on democracy and could further polarize an already polarizing election season. Well, there's not there's no question of whether or not it could be perceived as an attack on democracy. It is an attack on democracy. You can't sit here and say Trump's a threat to democracy and then be the current incumbent and sit back and watch state after state after state try to take Trump off the ballot. So if you were maybe checked out for the holidays, uh, maybe you were traveling or whatever, and you don't know everything, we'll give you some of the cliff notes here, and then we'll get some thoughts and reaction. So Colorado pulls Trump off of the ballot. Then they decide to put him back on while the ruling is appealed. Then we go to Michigan as the state of Michigan attempts to do the same thing, but the Supreme Court of Michigan uh, rejects the notion. So Donald Trump will stay on the ballot there in Michigan, which brings us to the state of Maine as they decide to yank him off of the ballot. And if you've seen um, the picture of the Secretary of State, uh, Shenna Bellows, uh, she's all over social media, pictures of her hugging Joe Biden and Barack Obama, picture of her wearing a mask. She's probably quadruple vaxxed, probably hates Donald Trump with an undying passion. Uh, So that goes to Maine. And then California is trying to was was trying to do the same thing. And Gavin Newsom, I'll at least give him a, a an ounce of credit as he comes out and pretty much blasts the state for trying to do the same thing that these other states have attempted to do, saying we defeat candidates at the polls. He says, quote, there is no doubt that Donald Trump is a threat to our liberties and even to our democracy, which is is laughable in its own right. But he does go on to say, but in California, we defeat candidates at the polls. Um, I, Don, I don't think you've had a chance to react to any of this since you were on vacation for the holidays. But this is legitimately what they do in third world banana republics. I hate using that phrase because everybody in conservative media is using it ad nauseum. But it's absolutely correct. And some of these other states, they, they are sitting back and saying, all right, now it's our turn to try it. 14th Amendment, Article 3, insurrection, and I got to believe that this is going to get shot down at every which way we go, Supreme Court-wise. You know, part of this is, so So Maine and Colorado, they, they think that they can ban a former president who's the leading contender against the current president, a, a current presidential candidate. And so here's my problem in, as somebody, as a child of the media, if you will, is the media is, you know, get out my Game of Thrones, shame. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, this kind of idiocy, an editor would come out in the newsroom, whether you work for print media, television, radio, whatever broadcast, and and it, an old curmudgeon, you know, editor would come out in the newsroom and say, this is idiocy. Mm-hmm. And let's look at this. Let's really look at this. And the, and the idiot in um, Shanna Bellows, who you mentioned. Yep. You know, she comes out and says, well, we're looking at the insurrection clause in our state. What did he, who's been convicted of insurrection? Right. What did he do to, to commit an insurrection? Maybe you didn't like what he said, mm-hmm. but guess what? We have this little thing called the First Amendment. Yes. The media, the way that they report this in a way, oh, here's the latest. Well, you know, and take David Muir. Yeah. Here's the latest and Donald Trump, and this has to make its way through the courts. The way that they, they take it seriously, this is idiocy. Well, the, the, the most asinine That's part the of That's the threat to democracy, Nick. Oh, totally agree. Right? The, the, the biggest joke of it all, though, is if, if Merrick Garland and Jack Smith 
do not charge Donald Trump with insurrection, which they have not. And don't you think if, like, we know Jack Smith has it out for Trump. Like, Jack Smith would love nothing more than to charge Donald Trump with insurrection. But they haven't even charged him with insurrection. So I sit there and I look at all these other different states with their interpretation of the 14th Amendment and so forth, you know, all the different nuanced verbiage of it. Like, if it's not a charge at the highest of levels in in these court cases, you really think you're going to get this through in your own state and get him yanked? No, because Trump and his legal team will appeal. It'll go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is packed with conservative justices, and they are going to shoot it down and kick it right back. But I hope that it's not because they're necessarily conservative. I hope that they don't. I don't want any court to do something because they lean left or right. Right. I actually, you know, I was talking to my my kids of all people about, you know, this country and this word threat, these words threats to democracy. And and one of my sons, you know, out of the mouths of babes, right, said, you know, we're kind of it's kind of crazy what we've done in this country. When you think of we're, we're capitalists, you think of our nation, all these people from all over the world. Are, are here, have come to this country, building this country. You look at the history of it. It should be a hot, chaotic mess, mm-hmm. but not for the Constitution of the United States. And we that's what we should take seriously. Right. That's what we should not allow anybody to mess with. Mm-hmm. And so what they're messing with, to me, when they say a threat to democracy, the threat to democracy is anybody taking all of this seriously it's like the old Chris Rock joke, you know, where he said, Tiger, Tiger is going to be t- going to go Tiger, going to mm-hmm. be t- Tiger. Yep. A Democrat or a Republican, a partisan, guess what? Yeah. Their only goal in life is to win the next election, fundraise for the next election and win it. That's it. All these desperate. That's all they're trying to do. And all these <laughs> desperate legal theories, these uh, unproven yeah. theories. Tur- Tur- Jonathan Turley from Fox has laid it out so well, not only here with the ballots, but when we went back to, uh, what was it, the Alvin Bragg case where he tried to bootstrap a, a misdemeanor to a felony to reactivate the statute of limitations because that clock had expired. You're seeing all these fringe legal theories that have hardly ever been tested, and they're like, you know what? Now's a great time to try it out on Donald Trump because we're scared that the orange man could beat Joe Biden in a re-election bid in 2024. Mm-hmm. It's so obvious to anybody, if you remove any, and you're right, it shouldn't matter if SCOTUS leans right or left. It should be based on the Constitution, the interpretation of it, the law, and everything objectively. What do we always say? Lady Justice is blind, right? Yeah. There's a reason why we say that. And the only thing that should matter are the facts. But obviously with Trump, you know, facts be damned, it's all about feelings and an agenda and a uh, political prosecution and persecution. So pretty wild. But I'm sure we'll see more states, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, on down the list. I I don't think these types of things will be going away. I don't. I hope that we don't see it here. I don't know that we'll see it here in Pennsylvania, to be honest. And and so I would be proud of that if they just said, let the people decide. But, you know, in a way, it's politics is the new ism. You know, because we know that, you know, racism is a sin, it's illegal, it's bad, and sexism, it's bad, Me Too movement, etc. But the one thing people are allowed to do is they're allowed to basically be prejudiced against somebody be- based upon your politics, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's, it's the new-ism. That's right. I'd go even further. I feel like it's the new religion. 
No, I mean, religion becomes less and less prominent. People use that as their most identifying quality. And if you don't agree with them, it's this whole problem. Well, or even when we first, when I grew up, or, you know, mm-hmm. when most people grew up, it seems like, you know, we respected one another, no matter what your religion well, was. Well, what happened that... yesterday at the Mummer? Somebody had a Trump flag or a Trump sign, and then some, some liberal just yanked it down? Yeah, yeah was... so they had it, you know, we saw it, we didn't show it, because we're trying not to be, you know, yeah. it's a Mummer's parade, right. and so one... One flag, one symbol should not represent every everybody else. But yeah, they had a Trump flag. They have a right. Whoever held that, waved that flag. To me, I thought when I first saw a flag, it could have been, a flag could be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to me, I think, oh, thank God. It's yeah. just, you know, if it was a Biden flag, nobody would have cared. But it's a Trump flag, right? So it goes through. Nobody really says much. There were cheers. You know, a lot of the crowd applauding, etc. But then I don't know, was this outside the Union League? Because that's where the parade route, in any event. So a woman goes over and grabs at the flag mm-hmm. and, and tries to yank it away. And there was a, a scuffle. There were no serious injuries, nothing of that right. accord. But I would just ask you, what if that flag was a Biden flag? Oh. What if that flag was a BLM flag? Angry MAGA extremists. Did they have red hats on when they yanked that flag away from the liberal? Hmm. So, the you know, the guy... And there were uh, the good part part to me watching the video was that the guy was was angry and there were words, you know, shouted and he and there were other people who were dressed as, you know, obviously they had been in the parade at some Mm -hmm. point and they uh, were mummers. And so they were the other group was pulling this one individual away. Yeah. And I thought, oh, good. That was that was good. Get him out of there. Mm -hmm. Diffuse the situation. Sure. All right, 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. We'll come back, put a bow on the first hour of the show. Not a great stretch for Nikki Haley. We'll recap that as we continue. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hey, West Berlin, we know your favorite station is Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Oh, yes, 6.53, Kale and Company, as we continue live on a Tuesday morning. Hopefully all of you off to a great start. If you are back to work from the holidays, ready to kick off the new year, good to have you guys in, 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Also, we will get to uh, Nikki Haley's mistakes that seemingly starting to pile up for her, try to make sense of what she said, what she didn't say what she should have said, so forth and so on, um, if you've seen that story that played out over the last couple of days. But we have some great giveaways uh, this week. In fact, we have three giveaways each day this week. So coming up this morning at 9.20, as well as at 8 o'clock in the middle of the cut sheet, and right now we have a pair of tickets to see a live taping of Major League Wrestling this Saturday, January 6th, at the 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. 
So if you are a wrestling fan and you would like a pair of tickets to see a live taping of Major League Wrestling this Saturday, January 6th in South Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena, just be caller 12 right now at 855-839-1210. Caller 12, 855-839-1210. If you don't get tickets right now, you can try again at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, for our morning mystery movie clip, which is coming up at 9.20 this morning. For more info and tickets, visit MLW2300.com. All right, coming up, kickoff hour number two. We'll get some news from Dawn. We've got Nikki Haley stuff to get to, as well as Donald Trump and his prediction on who it will or will not be on the Dem side. And also, as we begin an election year, why it is time to panic if you're a Democrat because three demographics that were supposed to be all yours, it's not trending in that direction. Those details as we kick off hour number two next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.